Warning the following program contains world premier certified ball players and credible interviews. Latest hottest content material may not be suitable for people with the following medical condition original phobia. Acute player hater disorder. No jumper. No handles. Allergic to playing defense. If you suffer from any of these conditions, contact your coaching staff. The License to Ball podcast where certified ballers play, and now here's your host, Hip Hop. Thank you for joining the show. We got on deck today. We got the MOK National Showcase over at Thompson High School. We're going to have Coach Black on from Thompson High School on in a minute. Talk about the first annual one. Man, the facilities over there is great. It's like second to none. It put McKeetra in the shame for all the local people around Georgia know about McKeetra. It puts McKeetra in the shame. It's so laid out, so nice. The gym is beautiful. I hope we have more events there. Gave me Southern love. So did a record the podcast on site for the first time ever. So we made history doing that. And they making history doing, doing this showcase. We had a four... Four teams out there today going at it. Three or four teams from Georgia and the rest of the teams from Alabama. I can see this team growing. This this event is growing, will grow because the facilities, not too far of a drive, it's nice. And it's, it's just, it's, just, it's perfect for basketball. The facility is perfect for basketball. All those things. And we have some good commits out there playing, good teams, games going down to the wire. Man, it was nice. It was really nice. It was worth the drive there and back. And I'm looking forward to coming back there again and doing all doing all this stuff all over again and recording this. So this is a recap from the night. And two days from now, we have a like sports center type one where we have video and a breakdown of all the teams and all the scores right now. Just a recap. And we got, we got Coach Black on the line, like I said. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and bring Coach Black in and introduce him into the show. This interview is sponsored by SUV TV Experience Sports Live Streams, original content, highlights, and more. Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm going to answer with the same answer so y'all can shoot. If y'all please, I'm here so I won't get fined. I'm here so I won't get We're going to welcome Coach Black to the show from Thompson High School. How you doing, Coach? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Appreciate you having me on. Appreciate your support and uh, coming out today. Oh, man, we love it. We gym rats. So why didn't the name of the brand is Gym Rat Inside. I mean, You're we right. stay inside, inside the gym. We close <laughs> it down and open it up <laughs> on that. Let's talk about this first annual 
MLK National Showcase. You had a team in the event playing against Norcross, but let's talk about your vision and how you wanted to do this and get this started. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm coming from the college game. I, I coached college for about 13 years. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm from Pittsburgh, went to Penn State, coached the Penn State, coached the Naval Academy and, and UAB recently. And then um, I just remember, you know, when I first got down here to Birmingham, you know, they used to have the Steel City Classic, um, which was at Sanford, and they kind of got away from that. And there's really nowhere for coaches you know, I just put myself back in my coaching shoes, like to just be able to go to a gym and sit and watch like four or five just high level games with recruits. So that's what kind of got the ball rolling. Um, obviously, our facilities at Thompson are, are phenomenal. And, you know, we just started doing this thing last year, putting it together and just kind of ran with it. Um, and it's more for it, it's, a, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a showcase, you know, and, you know, what better day on an MLK day to kind of showcase you know, you know, these student athletes to these coaches. And we had a good attendance. We had scouting services. We had D1, D2, D3, junior college coaches in the building. Um, and it's just a really good opportunity for those kids to be seen. So uh, Showcase was a perfect name for it. Yep. Most definitely. Yeah, I can't, I, I can't disagree with you all. I'm a big, 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 big 10 fan. I miss my game mm -hmm. night watching that, but it's recorded. So I'm an Illinois yeah. fan, so I listened okay, to it on, okay. the way, on the way back home. So I was at, I keep Big Ten in my mind. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We had some battles with Illinois back when I was at Penn State. So. Shoot, y'all beat us a couple of weeks ago, man. Y'all beat us convincingly. Beat us so bad yeah, they yeah, ran through the whole team under the bus. <laughs> no, they got a squad this year up there at Penn State. They do got a squad. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna make. I think they're gonna make it to the second weekend of the tournament in the March Madness. Yeah. I think I already believe that. They they yeah, built yeah. for it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Today was a great event. It was a great turnout. Um, and and you mentioned about the growth of it. I really think, you know, moving forward, you know, anytime you do something the, the first time, you know, you go back to the drawing board. What can you do better? And you know, we can tweak a few little things. But it's all about the teams, the coaches that came. We just appreciate, you know, the high level Georgia teams coming over. Um, you know, we'd love to have them back again next year. The high level Alabama teams coming in. You know, one of, one of the stipulations, you know, that we try to go with is, you know, every team's got to got have kids with Division One offers, you know, and pretty much all eight teams today had, you know, high level kids with those kind of offers um, coming in, whether they were committed or uncommitted, you know, 2023s, 2026s, 2027, some of them, you know, they got some pretty good exposure to that. I don't disagree with that at all. Not, uh, not at all. Uh-uh. Yeah, it had Auburn in, in the house too watching. I, don't yeah, know, I yeah, couldn't remember yeah. you mentioned them or not, but Auburn. Yeah, Chris Flanagan was there. He, he was there, yeah. Yep. So I, I think they offered uh, the kid from Hoover. Some in London might have got an offer today from them. Oh, okay. That's good. See, we got breaking news on this podcast. I didn't know that. I'm busy <laughs> yeah, running around. I just, heard, I just heard that too. So. Yep, that's good. That's, that's why we do this podcast to inform everybody around. I would, like, you want that. Showcase to be a national showcase. I want this podcast to be national. This kind of is national because, yeah, we got about 30 states, we got hardcore about five states, and in some of the states, and it, it, it makes no sense where I'm located at. But I, I love the downloads and listen because 
California, one of the biggest listeners to this podcast. So I want to yeah. get more California stuff on here to try to help um, help those right, ears right. out. But and that's why, like, we we do want to grow it. Um, you know, that's one thing. Next year, we'd like, you know, we originally it wasn't supposed to be a Georgia Alabama thing, but it just you know with this with the time we had to way. put it together and the commitments that we got. You know, we we want to start. Like I said, it's that's why we kept the name as a national showcase. Um, you know, we want to get teams from all across the country to be able to come in, you know, and make this an all-day event. Or, you know, just keep, you know, keep keep the exposure with it getting bigger and bigger each year. You can't go wrong with Georgia teams. Georgia's leading the can't country. Can't go wrong at all with Georgia teams. On that. So yeah, I, yeah, we had a battle with we had a battle with Norcross today. It just, yeah, it just it made us better. We came up the short end of it. We put our guys competing. And we're able to see that talent, and you know, it, it's good to. To play, especially those those Georgia, those Atlanta area teams, you know, they're just you know how it is. They just build a little different over there. Yeah, I, what I that's gonna I, in my monologue, I was gonna talk about that at the beginning of the show. I got my mind going a million different directions. One thing I noticed <laughs> about because I wanted to go to this and I wanted to go. This is the first time in probably since Brad Underwood. Right before Brad Underwood was the coach of Illinois, I've been on the road outside of Georgia watching a high school game. I see AAU a mm-hmm. lot. And one thing I noticed about the Georgia teams and the Alabama teams is they treated both both states respect the game. But the Georgia team mm-hmm. treat the the game like there's only one meal left and they ain't ate all day and you're trying to take my meal. <laughs> right, right, right. That's what I know. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly. And and that's why um, that, that's why the coach and me being here in Alabama wants to get, we want to play those guys. <laughs> you uh-huh. know what I mean? Because, you know what I'm saying? It just That's why I say it makes, we came up the short end, obviously, but our kids compete. You know, we're just not there yet. Um, you know, we're, we got a lot of young talent. Um We'll get there hopefully sooner than later, but it's good for our program to see that. But, you know, like even like our young kids are, our, our, you know, our seventh grade or eighth grade program are in the stands today seeing that level of basketball um, that those programs bring over. And, you know, the flip side, like we went over and played a Christmas tournament over at Campbell. You know, we and I told every school, hey, we'll return anything you got for us next year. Call us. You know, we, we, we want to get out, you know, branch out a little bit. Um and you know, you see the facilities. You know, our our football's top notch. Our wrestling's top notch. I mean, it's it's a big time school over here at Thompson. Um, oh, you know, yes. we're just kind of a sleeping giant, I think, with basketball. Yep. I'm gonna, before I get into breaking down this game, because you gave a great segue. Now, I've been knowing Coach Mack for years, and I know mm-hmm. his mentor. So I know I, Coach Mack never said this, but his mentor said this. So they come from the he come from the same school of coaching. He, he purposely does the hardest schedule he can do. He wants right. to win, but if he loses, he's not mad. Longs is not a region game and not a playoff game. He wants to get right. his team battle-tested for the state. He's playing for the state playoffs. Right, right. So if he lost over there, he, would, he, didn't, he wouldn't want to lose, but it'd be a good teaching moment and growth on his team. Right. Yeah, that's that's kind of my philosophy um, as a head coach over here at the high school level is, you know, that I, I want to get out of playing just your local Alabama teams. You know, I want I want to get out, play other teams, get exposure, 
Um, and that's how you build your brand at your school. You know, that's how you build, you know, Thompson into the program I want it to be. You know, I have a big vision for it. You know, it's going to take some time to get there, but you know, you, you got to do events like this, but the flip side is you got to go to events like this too. You know, that's why I'm trying next year to get in a few events, you know, in, in other states and stuff like that to branch out. Yep. Yep. You one one of you might want to look I, I got a member who runs it, but the Hawks have two different, actually they have one at Jesse uh, school at Norcross this year. And they had one at holding Anderson's and, that is a real big event and it's stream. You will have 70 different media yeah. conference and you get treated like y'all football team get treated if you come over and play in that tournament. Make a long story yeah, short. Yeah. We, we'd love to, yeah. It's, I'm sure we'll be in discussions and stuff like that, but, you know, I, I'm kind of on that same tree as, you know, when I was in college, I did some scheduling a little bit and it was always trying to make the NCAA tournament. So you didn't want to just schedule a bunch of cupcakes because it, Two reasons you weren't making the tournament if you did that and you know it didn't make you any better for, for conference play and stuff like that so yep. you know run. i'm kind of I'm on, I'm on that same train of you know let's play <laughs> you know what i mean yeah they wore me out this year that gauntlet on that hmm. on all these showcases they had it because they, they literally in georgia have a short showcase from the beginning of the season and it stops <laughs> now and i'm so happy yeah. it stops now walking just focus on one yeah. game <laughs> One game yeah, a day, right, right. Or one game, two games a week. Right. My God. Right. So yeah. you fell short against Norcross, sixty-six to fifty-one. Why did you uh, yeah. fall fall short? What do you think would happen when y'all came up short? Yeah, we we played a really good first half. Um, we executed. It, it comes down to execution. First half we executed. Um, we knew Norcross was 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 very good. Obviously, you know, being one of the top teams in Georgia, if not the top, and then you know national rankings and stuff like that so we locked into the game plan um our kids were bought into it they played hard um, we made shots in the first half and then give norcross credit i mean they their talent showed through in the second half um they got, they got a talented roster and we and i tell our kids when you're trying to beat that next level competition and trying to get there it's every single possession like defensive offense of the entire game and we had a lapse, you know, to really start the third quarter and then, you know, midway or through three fourths the way through the third quarter where it was just two or three possessions. And I told them on film, like Norcross, you know, they're, they, they're, the reason they're good is they kind of have that, that killer instinct. Like they, they can smell whenever you're struggling or you start to beat yourself a little bit. And then that's where you look up and all of a sudden, two minutes later, they just went on a 9 0 run, you know? Um, you know, and they, they just kind of hit us with that today. Lamarian Jordan had a lot to do with that. He that, had a lot to do with that. <laughs> it's an understatement. Mm -hmm. um, Every time he needed yeah, a big bucket, the, he got it. Yeah, the, the lot of the point guard, man, he was, we, we, he just kind of took over, distributed, and he ran that team, man, um, in the second half. And it was just, you know, like I said, you know, we just couldn't overcome. We, we had to play a perfect, not a perfect game, but a close to a perfect game to be even have a chance. And, you know, we played a close to perfect first half and the second half, not so much. And they took advantage. Yep. I got to see more of him play and I need to see him play in the SEC. But the stuff I see, this is my first time with laying eyes on him in, in person and live yeah. in person. But what I yeah. have seen out of that kid, I've been doing this for a little bit. Show signs of a pro. Yeah. he's he, When he ran off the baseline, off a, off a pin in and our kid was full speed sprinting behind him and he just turned and was able to pivot on balance and raise up and drill it 
I was like, yeah, we're in trouble. <laughs> he got the size too. So, he, had, he really did got the yeah. size. He's got he, he's got he's got that SEC that next level size. It's that's a big difference. That's that's you know coming from the college world. You know when you talk about different levels. You know, unfortunately, a lot of it's you know what what's kind of you know a big part of his heart, but you know another part is you know they're going to take a six six kid that's just as good as a you know name compared to a six two kid. So um, that that size is the different difference in a lot of levels. Watching this game, I saw something that I don't know if anybody going to see the tape and want to watch the tape on Norcross. And, and it, a lot of teams kind of similar in Georgia, the top teams. Now I'm going to tell you in seven mm-hmm. a. Whoever can score inside and have a big man gonna win the state, because yeah, I think the biggest thing on second half will mess y'all up. In my personal opinion, watching the game, is Carson Pringle. He didn't finish. Mm-hmm. He was giving them fits, right. and he didn't finish second half. I don't know if he got tired. He wasn't used to playing that school yeah, of play that got, no that, cross he does. Got, he was. That and that's exactly what he said at the end of the game. He just got worn down a little bit. Um, and they just, like you said, the speed of the game with them, the intensity of the wow. game. Man. And, to, and to be honest, if you watch, obviously, we, we it's coaching a little bit. We put them in some situations. And, you know, Car- Carson is, uh, he's 6'4 at best. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's going to Montevallo on a full ride. And he is a Draymond Green version for Division Two. Like, mm-hmm. he, he's just a mismatch problem because he plays the five for us. We don't mm-hmm. we don't have your traditional you know we, we just don't have that size right now in the program mm-hmm. so we we have to get creative and in doing so he is a he is a very tough matchup for a lot of five men out there because he's so versatile um, yeah, he and the flip the side is he's physical so if he's physical so he can guard on the other end but you know <laughs> there's a lot put on his shoulder and sometimes because you know we we run a lot of offense through him to put him in those mismatch situations. Yep. I got one more thing yeah, to say you're, to you. You're, what you going to say now? Yep. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. He is ex- they just they just wore us down in that second half. And that's what we as a staff said. You know, they just, you know, they just wore us down with their, their athleticism and their speed. Yep. What, one thing I'm going to say to you before I let you go, and I want to go talk to uh, Jesse. And mm-hmm. I said I wanted Bilal. And Bilal actually didn't score a whole bunch of points. And he looked at me like, are you sure you want? He ain't saying it like okay. He wanted me to say he thought I was gonna ask for another player other than Lamarian Jordan to interview at the yeah. game. I'm like, coach, I don't care what you say. I'm thinking that kid caused problems with other teams. He got the ball next time. Oh, yeah. he's up under the goal like TJ Ford on the other end, forcing we, the we, issue. That was we all said that we we came in the like you know and we're not a very we, we don't play very much zone, but it was like. Man, we just can't keep him out of the paint. And then you got to be careful because, you know, we, we teach don't show numbers all the time. But, I mean, you can't get, like, especially with, you know, Jordan, like, you, you show one step and it's over because he's 6'6", six, six, raising up on you in the corner. Like, you know, he just, and, you know, Blah just created so much in the second half specifically. Like, that just, he had us on our heels the entire second half. He played like he from Chicago. That's how Chicago players play. They play. <laughs> That's funny. We got it. one of my assistant coaches, Aaron Johnson, who's uh, he's got his jersey in the Raptors at UAB from Chicago, one of the best point guards out of Chicago. And uh, What's his name just, now? he said, uh, Aaron Johnson. Aaron Johnson. Yeah, he uh, played at UAB. He was an All American at UAB, and uh, he's on staff here at Thompson with us. And, you know, he, funny you say he plays like a Chicago guard because he loved them afterwards. He's like, man, that kid is good. 
I'm from Chicago too, because what Chicago guards are known for doing, our attitude is we getting to the hole. No matter what you say, you either gonna foul us or you're gonna make us miss it, but we getting to the hole. <laughs> Right. We don't care if you block our right. shot not, because not only does he get to the to hole today, he made he makes the right play. He knows yep. he he just knows when to not take that extra dribble too, and he knows where his shooters are, and he puts it on a tee for them. You know, prime candidate for a transfer after one or two years, and where he I forgot where he's, <laughs> he's going to be very candidate. good at Alabama. A&M. He's going to be very good for them. Mm-hmm. All right, coach, I, I appreciate you, man, and we will send it to you yep. when it's up. Sounds good. Appreciate y'all coming out and uh, let me know if I can ever do anything for y'all. Oh, yeah, most definitely. We're going to have you on again, man. You're a great interview. And then you're a Big Ten guy. I got to look out for, for us. We down <laughs> yeah, at enemy sounds, lines down here. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, Coach. Yep, no problem. All right, no problem. Now, when we come back from break, we're going to have some post-game interviews from that game. Have Jordan and Bilal interview when we come back from break. You are listening to License the Ball. This is Trent Markwith with Relentless Hoops, and you're listening to License to Ball. This goes Washington, the head coach at Pellbrook High School. You are listening to License to Ball. You're tuned into the hottest prep basketball podcast, License to Ball, where certified ballers play. Leave us a rating and review. Don't touch that dial, dial, dial. <laughs> Who am I kidding? This is the internet. Keep rocking with license to ball. And now back with your host, Hip Hop. Welcome back. Welcome back. Got to get some more plugs in. Got some more play. Got to get some more players saying that and freshen it up a little bit. For all the regular listeners, they hit that all the time. So we get some more plugs for that. And the first interview we got up from after that game, no cross beating Thompson. Like I said 71, no, 6651. Like 66-51. Over at Thompson High School. We got Bilal up next next. Gonna cue up him. Man, that guy kind of mind me of TJ Ford a little bit, how he's really like pushed the issue. I mean, he'll run up your backside. It's basically what he does. He runs up your backside. When you get back on defense, when you because you turn the sprint back, and then when you get around the paint, you turn it back and face and see the defense. He's already, when you turn it around, this guy's already going to the goal. So basically, when you're playing Norcross, you got to concede on offensive rebounding and just leave one big and all and four players get back and put a foot in the paint. Because if you don't, Bilal will be there. He's going to be at the free throw line with an and one or whatever. And I'm just amazed now they play by almost 20 games and a lot of teams not conceding on offensive rebounding and just getting back because he's getting them uh, on fast break. He's getting them additional 12 points a game, in my honest opinion, added on to what they are doing, and he's getting the teams in foul trouble. So that's real critical what he's doing. He's a big piece on the transfer coming out of WD Muhammad, where he used to play at last year. And he's a big piece. And they will be in the final four. I don't know if they're going to win it. They had some trouble finishing at the end and finishing around the goal at any time during the game. But they, I think they will be in the final four. And we might have seen the championship preview already against Newton when they went into overtime and Newton lost by one with a uh, NBA guard or a team going to UConn. That kid is that kid is sick. Stefan Castle. If you ain't never seen that kid play, 
you need to watch that kid play. That kid is, he's ridiculous. He's ridiculous and he's smooth. And I was talking to a player. I forgot what player I was talking to when I was interviewing him. When I first started doing this, one of the guys used to help me out with this. He said, you know how you could tell players can play? I said, how? He said, easy. He said, they real great and they elite player. They do two things on the court. I said, what's that? He said, don't sweat. And it looked like they're not playing hard because they that damn good. And I remember who I told that to now. It's Lamarian Jordan. I told him to because he was sitting down. I was interviewing and I was looking at him. And I said, this kid has not one drop of sweat on him. Not one drop of sweat. I'm like, even you, if you playing real hard, I don't know, I've never been that good. When I'm playing that hard, even I stopped playing, I still sweating 30 minutes after the game because I'm not, I'm not that good. That kid ain't had one drop of sweat on him. And, I, and that's what made me say that to him. And he looked at me. He never he never heard that before. And he just looked like, okay. But, man, that's like this one. With, and it, and it's, it has not failed me yet because if I go in the gym and I don't know a player, I'm like coming to the game to watch and trying to learn new players and find some new players to follow and cover. That's a dead giveaway every single time. That's one of the secrets in the book right there. You think about it. You even look in the NBA. Kyrie Irving doesn't be sweating. You don't see him sweating a lot. You only see you see LeBron James. You don't see them sweating a lot. The game just come to him too easy. But I went on a little rant. Got that popped in my head, y'all. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and queue up this Bilal interview and get that out the way. I'm with Bilal right here, just Ooh, that's Thompson loud. right now, home team in his MLK National Showcase, scoring nine points and a couple of assists, man. One thing you do with your team, you push the you push the issue in a good way, yes sir, and you rebound good as a guard to get started. Let's talk about that when you in this game when you were doing that and what you're looking for against this team. Um, well, I always like to just push the tempo. I'm a fast, speedy guard, so I like to push the tempo, get out on fast breaks, and uh, the rebounding. You know, honestly, before I came to Norfolk this year, I wasn't big time on rebounding, but Coach Max has been pushing me. Coach McMillan's been pushing me every day, and you know, I became a much better rebounder. Got you. Let's put that mic a little bit closer to your mouth, so okay. the viewers can hear you a little bit better. That's yeah. all good. We good? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you better, even much better now. Yeah. And, okay. Y'all end up beating by double digits. Y'all ran away with the game in middle of the third quarter. What's the key to that? How y'all was able to run away the game? Well, uh, I feel like, you know, I, I don't think it's necessarily a good thing, but we're definitely a second-half team. A lot of times, you know, we come out of there kind of chill, you know, we be flat. But once we get into our groove and get going and realize, okay, it's time to go, we have a good, you know, good thing to turn it on at the right time. All right, so y'all playing a national schedule, and y'all got one of the toughest schedules in the country, in my personal opinion. Definitely in Georgia. How's that helping you right now for for state? Um, it's just preparing us to, you know, be able to go and perform in different environments against elite talent. And how is it playing with Norcross? It's, it's amazing. You know, I feel like I get a feel for how things are going to be at uh, Alabama and m next year. So um, I'm just playing with a lot of Division One players, high-level guys. So it's, I can't complain. It's great. All right, man. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Bilal. Yes, sir. That is amazing. That kid said, I heard that I forgot. I forgot he told me that. Got so much going on. This kid says 
he didn't rebound to this year when Coach Mack got on him. That's that's amazing. And that added on. I think that's the difference in all these games, these close games they've been winning and playing, that rebounding. Because usually when you rebound, I had one of my coaching mentors told me this. And it's still it's still true to this day, even they they, they have position in basketball. And I was at his game and he was real upset with his power forward having six turnovers. Which you should be upset anybody got six turnovers. But he said he's the fifth, he's the fourth guy on the team that handles the ball. And he got more turnovers in the guard. And I, and then I let it marinate with me. And I said, that makes sense. He said he's the fourth guy out of all the people supposed to handle the ball. He has more turnovers than the and the guard. So what I'm saying about that will Bilal and how he's playing and handling the ball that is so critical what he's doing because usually the big gets the rebound and give it to the one because the one who handles the ball first out of anybody usually rule of thumb. And he's doing what the bigs do and starting the fast break like Jason Kidd going to get the ball off the rim itself and not wasting any movement. If you're not used to playing at that pace and then you got a guy doing that, by the time you adjust to it, the game out of control. And that real that real critical. When you're playing a real tough game, you're going in the state and all that, it's going to be down to one and two plays, no more than five that going to cost you the game throughout the whole game. Because I had it when I was doing a little bit of coaching and we had a team that we should have beat and everybody was looking like it wasn't my fault while we lost and I did my did my job. So I went around and I saw the look on their face. So I asked everybody, I was like, hey, how many mistakes you made today? And the guy said, I made two. That's I mean, he he was fine. He was like, I just made two. So we went down and talked to everybody who played. And I counted the mistakes and totaled them up. Cause we ended up losing about two or three points. I said, guys, we had 17 mistakes and lost by two. So you still think your two mistakes wasn't that, that many? They started looking at the game different. And we played a hell of a lot better after that. Then we got Lemire and Jordan, the Georgia commit. And we're going to queue up his interview. Jordan Norcross, leading scorer on both teams, 19 points. You seem to be a quiet assassin, like a leader. And you, anytime your team need a basket, you don't ask for the ball. They know to get it to you, and you take your time on your shot. What was walk the viewers through that? Your so that the process on that. When, uh, when you're looking for your shot. Really, I just try not to force anything. I try to get everything within the floor of the offense. I mean, every now and then I'm, I might get one up, but pretty much everything comes with the floor of the offense. Okay. They was, cl they was close for a while, and then y'all ran away with the game, beating about 13 points in the middle of the uh, third quarter. You had a, cre a critical three to get y'all on that run. How did you feel about that and walk the Ville's to that when you hit that three in that corner right there and they call that timeout? Uh, we called that timeout, uh, and then Coach had drew that play up, so I knew 
I had to get my feet ready and hit that shot. I knew the play was coming for me, so that's why I felt great hitting that shot. How you make the game? I was told when I first started doing this, you could tell of a good player by if they don't sweat and they don't look like they're playing hard. I don't know if you ever heard that before, but you make the game look easy out there because you're a Georgia commit playing in a high major, and you make sure. the game come easy to you out there, and then seem like your teammates feed off you on that. Yes, sir. Well, what I do with that, I really just let the game come to me. I, try, I don't try to do too much, but I just let the game come to me, and it, it just comes easy to me. Okay. You, when you when you leave your team, you do more on timeouts, talking to them, because you lead by example a lot. Yes, sir. By example. Yes, sir. By example. I lead okay. by example. All right, man, I got one more question for you. 19 points, how you was able to get that today? Uh, really just finding the open spots, getting to my spots, raising up. Yeah, my jumper, I know I always rely on my jumper. I can't get to the uh, jumper, I'm going to get to the cup or whatnot. So, yeah, that's how I got my 19 points today. All right, man, Lamar Jordan, appreciate it. 19 appreciate points, getting win against the home team. Thompson, I appreciate you. The MOK National Showcase. Yes, sir, thank you for having me. Appreciate that. Man, man, man. That kid's so smooth in interviews, too. And this generation of kids, I had to commend them. They're so much different from all the other kids. Man, they they are, how can I put this? They down to earth and humble. They work hard, and they're a pleasure to coach. The elite players, they're a pleasure to coach, I think. I would like to coach them. They don't. I don't see a lot of lip and struggling shoulders and when I first started I saw a lot of that I saw a lot of entitlement on players that it was wasn't good around 2014 between 2014 and 2016 saw kids just couldn't get it together on the court be arguing with parents and fans in the stands and they were good. They were good players, but they they're diminishing their game doing that. I, I couldn't believe it, man. I really couldn't believe it. But it is what it is. But I'm glad I came out there to the MLK National Showcase at Thompson High School. Man, it was some good basketball. First event ever there. And the first time we took License and Ball podcast on the road and, and set it up, I think... The setup was pretty dope for the first time doing it. It took me so long to put it together because I couldn't remember everything I wanted to do. And so, and put it together and make sure I wasn't making no mistakes or anything doing it. But we're going to work out these kinks. Then the next game we got up was actually the first game. We did the second game first, which is all cool. We had Coach Black on, on the line talking about his first event over at Thompson High School, man. I mean, McKeetrin could fit inside that plot of land that Thompson High School have. Anybody familiar with McKeetrin High School and Powder Screen, Georgia, it could fit in that plot of land with our eyeball, my eyes on six times. Cause country, you just run around the school and you run three or four miles and then you can go home. Then you gotta go out on the street. They got a, this how big this school is. It has its own campus off the road and still have a main road go through it, which is crazy. And a football field puts Kennesaw State football field to shame. 
you know, like a pro stadium. We got seats all the way around and it's built in a bowl and the, and the guys come out of the tunnel. They got an indoor practice facility for football. They weight room for basketball, put a lot of co uh, colleges and high school weight rooms to shame football. They, that's how nice they uh, facilities are. The basketball team weight room, like a football weight room. And then you got down the street, one of their rivals played in the first game in the 11 a.m. game. Hoover, those Buccaneers played Alexander from right down the street from them. About an hour and a half drive faced off against them. Game was kind of close a little bit at the at the start of the game. And the Bucs just constantly kept pulling away, pulling away. Had a three-headed monster. And then beating them 78 to 55 final. You know, and I, I actually feel uh, me, I would say this to coach. I thought Hoover should have played Norcross. I think that should have been the game. I think that should have been the last game and that should have been the 430. I don't know if Coach Mack said, hey man, we Norcross and we gotta do it this way. And we got a long drive and out of all the Georgia teams, we got more clout in them. I don't know what happened, but I thought they should have been the 430 game going against Hoover. And I think that Thompson should have played Alexander. Or even Archer. Either one. Now we got some interviews, of course. With that Hoover team and coach, coach's butt off over there at Hoover. I like that coach over Hoover. He's a good guy. And then I, one thing I like about the coach at Hoover, he kind of forgot after that he talked to his players because he a coach. He think about coaching stuff. He forgot to tell his coach the players to come over at the interview, and he saw me standing there, and I wasn't even trying to get the coach. I wasn't even trying to get the coach attention or nothing like that. And he saw me standing there like, "Hey, y'all go over there, let this guy interview." I'm like, "Oh, I like that. I like that." Cause some coaches, you know, when they done, they done, and they don't, they don't really care. They don't really care at all, really. You know. So the first one we're gonna queue up first is that Celine London. He led their team in scoring with 20, 20 points. And that guy, that guy, nice. They got a nice team. I really do. I like their team. Number four. I'm with Celine London. Big victory over Alexander. Scored 20 points, man. And number Let's five, talk about how you, how you was able to get those 20 points. Um, no, I'm just doing what I do in the gym. I'm saying every day. Now we work every day, and I'm just trusting my work. That's all it is to it. Well, y'all, did y'all have a game plan to uh, supply pressure for your to the to their guards? Um, we did not have a game plan actually. We didn't really Number scout two, them like we scout the people in our area. We just played against their one-two-two defense that they run a lot, and that's really all we did. So during the game, y'all adjusted and applied pressure to them and realized that that was working. That game plan working, so you started pressing their guards more. Yeah, it did. I'm. I'm really surprised they did. Uh, they're a really good team. So I thought the game would be a little bit more tougher than it was. But they're going to get their props in them. They did a really good job. What was the difference in y'all getting that lead when y'all build, build upon that lead and almost beat them by 20 points? 
And um, I feel like keeping, keeping the pressure on the defense. You know, um, my boy Sin, he got steals, he led the run, and we just kept going. We didn't stop. Correct. So beat him by 23 points. What I'm talking about. All right, Celine London, 20, 20 points. Alexander, man, appreciate the MLK National event. Thank you, man. What I'm talking about, I almost beat him by, he did beat him by 23 points. Alexander's still a good team, man. They're still a good team. These Georgia teams, they're good teams. If you're going against another team in another state, and then I think they named the same same classification. I had to check on that. On that and all, so you know. Then the next one we got up is Jared Fairley. 19 points himself. He killed it. Those guys killed it. They came in and locked down their home turf. What they supposed to do, man. That's what you supposed to do. You're supposed to lock down their home turf. Let's go and queue him up. Got Jet Fairley scored 19 points today against Alexander. I beat him almost by 20 points, man. What was the game plan, man? Uh, we just went in with the mentality to just beat him. I mean, take over the game early and just hold it, hold out to the end. I want to ask you the same question I asked your teammate. He said it wasn't a game plan. When did you realize you could apply pressure to them and and they'd give up the ball so easily? Because y'all turned them over a lot when y'all start applying the pressure to them. Yeah, I feel like uh, with Hoover, we've always just been a defensive team. And when we start heating people up, then we can spread the uh, spreadsheet out and just go out from there, you know? Okay. And you got 19. How were you able to get 19 points? Uh, I mean, I'm able to put the ball on the floor. I can shoot. Uh, it's really just moving the ball. My teammates find me when I'm open, you know. Just working together and everything work out for itself. When did you know you had a command of the league? Um, I felt like I was able to lead anytime. I mean, when I was young, I was always a leader on the team. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying, when did you know you had the command of this lead of this particular game? Oh, like to play? Yeah, when you when y'all you know you had control of the game. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, we felt like we had control from the jump. I mean, it was just like we was gonna have to get out early because we know that they was a talented team. They're a real good team. But I mean, we, we stick with our game plan. Then I mean, we know we're gonna end out with the win. Three, you know? four, three. All right, Jared. Nineteen points, man. I appreciate you, man. Thank. You. All right. Yep, these kids, man, they're good interviewers too, man. They're not nervous too. They, Georgia, I mean, Georgia really preps these kids for what they're going to be doing the next up. You got all this media, all these cameras, all these people talking to you, and then you got all this stuff on social media. Just get them prepped. And I see a lot of other states taking notice of what Georgia's doing. They want to implement what they're doing and make a blueprint, which is good, man. It's going to just make basketball better, man, and make it more enjoyable to watch. That's always lovely. That's always lovely. What I have to say about that, you know. You know, I got my takes. That's why I had this podcast. I like to ramble and talk sometimes. So it's a good way to get it all out. Talk about some basketball and get everybody informed on what's going on. Next one up, we got Dwayne Brown. The big man on campus locking down the paint. Going hard in the paint. I'm going to keep his interview.
Dwayne Brown, 14 points, double-double, man. Yeah, double-digit rebounds. And I was saying in the game, I mean, I was saying in the pre, the preview that if you order for y'all to win, you're going to have to eat down there and control the boards, and you was able to do that. Let's talk about that. Yes, sir. Uh, I knew coming into the game that we was going to have to work hard. I was going to have to work harder because they got a little length on them. So that's what I had to do. Okay. I got so – he being quick and everything like that. Were you were you trying to get him in foul trouble and get him to leave his feet? Yes, I was, but he wasn't really going for that. So then at that point, I just had to start trying to create space and get up and go strong. Okay. So when did you realize y'all had control of the game? Uh, right when we came out on halftime and we jumped right on him. We went on like a 9-0 run. That's when I knew that we had the game in, in control. Okay. It, by, by your guards able to press their guards and get them to turn the ball over, how did that help you out more scoring? Well, that helped me out because as a big, when he's back, he's getting frustrated. He's getting frustrated with his guards, and then we getting steals and easy fast breaks layups. So, yeah, we can get out in transition. That's what we like to do. Got you, man. I, I appreciate the time. 14 points, 10 rebounds. Dwayne Brown. Yes, sir. MLK yes, sir. National Showcase. Right. Yes, sir. Dwayne Brown the second. Said Dwayne Brown the second. Oh, okay. I got you. I appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. These kids are so smart nowadays. And just listen to how he broke down the guy. He steadied his opponent and realized what he had to do to be successful against his opponent. He he said he wanted to get him in foul trouble. He wanted him to leave his feet. But one reason why he, he didn't leave his feet, I'm going to tell you one reason why he didn't leave his feet. I'm going to tell you exactly why he didn't leave his feet a lot of times because he's smart too. And he understand how athletic and how long he is. He don't need to do that. He get up so quick, he's way for you. Shoot it. Because true shot blockers block balls out of your people's hand. They don't block balls in people's hand. That's a sign of a person who's not a shot blocker. And I'll tell you one on Caleb Hope. Ooh, he got a he I saw it coming too. He hawked one down. He could have hit his head on the rim. He went up and threw a ball in the stands. I mean, oh, I, and I got it on tape, too, and I got the perfect angle on it. I got it showing this how he just went up and just cuff blocked that thing. Just, just flat swatted it out of the air. I'm like, whoa, that's my man. So I'm like, man, only thing he didn't do for me that night is get a dunk. I'd like to see that kid push the extra ball. And that's a good segue going into the, the Archer Buckhorn gang. Close one went down to the end, 50, 48. Caleb missed a layup going to the hole. And I think one reason why he missed a layup going to the hole, he, he need bag work. He needs some bag work. You know what I mean? And people don't know what I'm talking about bag work. You know, when you working on driving to the hole and somebody hitting you and slapping them with those pads and pushing on you, ways get you better on finish when contact when he learned how to use that inside shoulder when he put that inside shoulder and freeze you and pin you out of on him and shoot off your chest with that inside inside shoulder when he not do the right and left shoulder going to the hole he gonna i mean he gonna that's 30 point game that's scoring 30 points a game right there when he's doing it that's one thing i see he's lacking his game that shoulder how to wall off a guy going to go doing that, man. That kid right there finished with 13 points, 
13 rebounds, four blocks, four assists, and four steals. I got him for. All over the place, man. That kid's all over the stat sheet. I'd like him to be more assertive because if you're the best player in your team at whatever you do and you're not doing it, you're not being a team player. That's a lesson learned all young players. If you best at doing that and you're playing as a team and you're not doing it for your team, you're not being a good teammate when you defer to somebody else cannot do it well as you. And it's your turn to do this. You're not being a good teammate. You're not being a ball hall. Not at all. That's why I like to see him do more. And then we got an interview. With, I, I'm going to kill his name, but I hope I don't. Kamari, Kamari Holmes scored 19 points. The lead Archer over victory over Buckhorn. Played for the Atlanta Suckers in the summer. Atlanta Suckers got a good team. Man, Adidas got some good teams this year. They're going to be 17s. They're going to have some of the best 17s this year. This year, they keep everybody together. Because I know there's a time where people on the fence and everything before they really get going. Adidas still going to have some good teams. Kayla Hope playing on Adidas circuit, too. I think he playing on the Nike circuit, too, as well. Both, both shoot circuits want him. Who don't? So I don't have shoe coming. I don't want him on my team. And I don't have a team. Let's give this Holmes interview, man. with Kamari Holmes, 19 points. Just beat Bud Horn, the hometown team. Y'all went down to the wire. Y'all was battling back and forth, and it went down to a free throw game at the end of the at the end of the game. Let's talk about the game. How do y'all over prevail other than making free throw shots? What, what was the key to that? Um, we, we practice this and practice all the time. So it was a stay calm. We, we do it all the time, so it's sticking to the team for real. So we, we, we did that, and we got the job done. It seemed like Second half, Caleb Hope, number one, one of the number one players in the country, tried to take over the game, and you took it upon yourself to start guarding him. I noticed you was guarding him the second half more than you were focusing on him. What's your mindset on that? Um, play physical. They was playing physical with us, so you know we had to give it back to him. Uh, great player. I feel like I had great defense on him. And you know we we got we held him to a stop. He had a chance to uh, score the game-winning bucket. He he uh, missed it. But I think I think we still got a lot of work to do on defense. But I think our defense was pretty solid at the end. And how you was able to get 19 points tonight? Uh, my teammates, my teammates, they looking for me. You know. Uh, plays. I give a lot of credit to coaching our plays. He he drew up a few plays for us. And yeah, I like our game plan uh, coming out the half. And our energy picked up uh, coming out the half, too, as well. So y'all switched game plans at the halftime, correct? What was that? What was the game plan? Um, at first, at first we, we, uh, we wanted to come out fast tempo, fast tempo. We started, we started slowing the game down. Um, we started slowing it down. Uh, and we just uh, we started making the right decisions. I feel like we was rushing a little bit in the first half. And the second half, we got over that. Okay. Kamari Holmes, appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Big win on Buckhorn. Thank you. Right, yep. Broke it down lovely high. 
how he took charge of that game. He really he played some good defense on Caleb. He really did. He played some good defense. He had length and they about the same size and Caleb a bit stronger than him, but he did. And we got one more game and then we're gonna get up out of here, y'all. And I'm gonna take my butt to bed. Late night recording this and then might be another day at metal recording. I know it's close to it. Been in that gym all day. It actually was light work because it's only four games. Most of the showcase got like 800. And Jordan got 800 games in one day. And all of them going double overtime. So you can leave the gym at one o'clock. So we left early today. The last one on deck of the night was Cottage Hill. And Cottage Hill played West Morgan. And that game wasn't really a bit of a game because West Morgan has two players, really. Really two players. And they got a lot of sideshow people where they just not, they good at defense, they good at playing, playing but offensively they challenge as a, as a team. They only have two scores. And when you, when you offensively challenge like that and you got two players, it's easy for the defense to focus on you on that so you know it is what it is cottage hill beat them 63 to 49. cottage hill has a little bit deeper roster and they got more size too and they got the double trouble twins in alabama not the double trouble twins you know in georgia but they got the double trouble twins of alabama you know tyler and trent thomas tyler finished with 17 points and double digit rebounds and a twin brother, Trent Thomas, 16 points and double digit rebounds. It's like they're trying to copy each other. The game after the, after the first quarter, midway to the second, the game, they just pulled away from them. You know, then you got a kid, you got two kids on the other team on West Morgan, the two headed monsters. You got Jalen Fletcher, 15 points, made five threes was incredible man it was incredible and then you had Carson Muse I was looking real forward to seeing him I just if he just got me a dunk I'd have been real happy he got me a dunk so I can make him a nice nasty mix but still played good man I like his game I can't figure out who you mind me of now he, he how Blake Griffin plays now he kind of plays like that a little bit like Blake Griffin a little bit a little bit, and, and he play. He doesn't on the offensive end. I tell you who he plays more like to me on the offensive end is Clay Thompson. He don't have that defensive prowess like Clay Thompson has on the defensive end, but he plays like Clay Thompson on the offense. He scored twenty three points and had seven rebounds. He had a dunk. He was gonna one of the twins got him. He went up high. I don't know how they got him. I don't know how they didn't foul him. And I thought he was going to give him one. He's going to posterize this dude. Like, oh, yes, 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 yes. I got me one. This is going to be the best play of the showcase. And you could hear them getting balled on that because the gym was kind of quiet. You could hear him getting balled on that. And Carson thought he got fouled on it. I don't know how he didn't foul. But, man, I don't, he would have tore down the tore down the gym. But that who was in the gym, would he would have tore down the gym on that. But he didn't get it. He just didn't get it. And before we get up out of here, y'all, we got that Tyler Thomas interview. Him finishing 
with 17 points and double-digit rebounds. And Trent Dilfer is a new coach at UBA or the University of um, Birmingham. And he came in, and I wonder why he's there. Like, why a football coach? And I was like, I thought he coached in Florida to high school, but I didn't know he got the job at UBA. So he's right down the street. And he's sitting there, I look at him, I look at him, and he say hi to me, but he do the one of those kind of famous highs where I ain't nobody hiding. So if you think I'm somebody, you wrong. And I look, I said, that's Trent Delphi. Cause I see him, man, I saw his, his bald-headed head every Monday after the Bears loss because he broke down Justin Fields on 670 to score. And they talked to him on, on video chat and giving these fools in Chicago a breakdown of Justin Fields and so they can know what they're looking at because they don't know football. They just criticize and they quarterback killers in Chicago. So that's Trent Delford. And I said, I was just about to say, you look like somebody, you look like Trent Delford, but you are Trent Delford. He kind of smiled, but I didn't say his name because I didn't want nobody to know because I could tell he didn't want no people to know who he was in the gym. But he came to a basketball game to watch Tyler Thomas play. So I guess he wants them to go there and he wants to offer him. So he came to a basketball game to recruit a guy that plays both ways to, to sport person. But me going to get that interview going for Tyler, man. Listen to what he had to say. I'm with Tyler Thomas, game high. Led both teams to scoring 17 points today. That's incorrect. Y'all ran away the game in the fourth Carson quarter. Muse had Let's talk about this game, this game a little bit. Okay. It's going back and forth at the beginning, and then y'all just managed to pull away. And sometimes I had trouble telling the difference between you and your <laughs> brother. Y'all like double trouble of yeah. Alabama. I'm not sure you familiar with double trouble in Atlanta. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I, some, it's kind of hard, but both y'all are very good players. Let's talk about how you got that 17 points. Uh, I, I think it has a lot to do with my teammates, you know. Uh, just uh, we're always looking for each other, whoever the open man is. So um, anybody on our team can go for a game high at any point. So um, I think it's just it's, it's my teammates and, and the system of our offense. You think you wore them down how y'all build upon yeah, the lead? I think so, yes, sir. At first, you know, um, everybody was energy were high. You know, both teams were going at it. And then I think we were able to run away with it. Um, that's just a test to our stamina and, uh, and our off-season training. Planning a showcase like this, how is it getting ready for the playoffs? Um, it's good because you're seeing teams that you wouldn't usually play against, you know. We're from down south. They're from up here. So um, it's it's in, in the, the the time of the game is at 430. We're usually playing at 7. So when you get later in state, you don't know what time you're going to play. So um, it's good to, to get a couple of those early games under our belt. That's a great. That's a great point. I can tell you a coach's son how you're talking, <laughs> how you're interviewing. That's yes, real good, man. Yes, sir. I want to appreciate you coming to the show, man. Yes, Thank sir. you, man. Um, yes, sir. From Mobile area, right? Yes, sir. I got people in Mobile. That's yep. what's up. We got yes, a house down there over 100 years old. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Man, well spoken, like a coach's son, man. Well spoken. That's a wrap on the show, man. License Ball Podcast. I'm hip hop. And you are listening to the Lace and Ball Podcast. Please like and subscribe to this on all major platforms. Tell a friend, tell a friend, retweet. We're going to start doing a lot of live streaming on YouTube on a regular basis every Sunday night at 8 o'clock. 
We're going to start streaming on Facebook too. And in the future, we will be streaming on Instagram as well. Get that all in the works too. Me putting this all together. And it was a pleasure being at Thompson High School. Coach Black showed me some love from the Pittsburgh area, the Steel Curtain area. You know, so I know he's a Steelers fan. That's my second team to the Bears. Well, I appreciate y'all, man, for joining this show, listening to this, and making this the number one prep basketball podcast in the country. If there's another one out there better than this one, please send it to me. I like to listen to it. If I'm wrong, I will listen to it and I'll figure out why it's better, and I'll make sure this one's better. People not doing what we're doing. I've been thinking about that, and, and I have to say it out loud because it's an old saying, tell the truth and shame the devil. There's a lot of prep basketball podcasts out there, but they're not doing it like License the Ball podcast. With all this stuff going on. Thank you to everybody. Till next time. Peace.